from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. We're bridging the gap between what happens on the field and what happens in the front office. Coming up on today's show, I want to talk about the results of last night's deadline to protect players from the Rule 5 draft. And also an article on MLB.com about the state of the Giants system. We all knew it was stronger, but good to hear from Jim Callis giving his take on the Giants system and it being the strongest it's been in a long time. But first, this Rule 5 stuff. So in a pretty unsurprising move, the Giants did not make any adjustments to their 40-man roster to protect Rule 5 eligible players. Some notable Rule 5 eligible players for the Giants included... Sandro Fabian, Franklin Labour, Ricardo Genovis, and Garrett Williams. So none of those are really top Giants prospects, and none have played above double A. It's certainly a question if any team would even want to have these guys on their major league roster in 2020. So it doesn't really mean anything, I think, for the San Francisco Giants here. And one of the key points is that they're several years away and haven't advanced to the high levels of the minors yet. And so you may think perhaps in the longer term, some of these guys could make an impact on a major league roster. But if you think that they're years away, teams aren't necessarily going to waste a major league roster spot on these players of yours in the coming season. So the Giants had to weigh those risks against the benefits of not DFAing anyone on the current 40-man roster, while also keeping in mind that there are guys on the 40-man roster who, who will get bumped off of it when the Giants make additions this offseason. So if you DFA some guys on the back end of your 40-man roster to add some of these prospects, then who goes when you make some major league additions in the offseason? So all of those factors needed to be considered, and the Giants elected to not make any changes to their 40-man roster, which was full entering last night and remains full at 40. So speaking of the Giants system, there was an article that came out today for MLB.com by Jim Callis talking about the Giants farm system. Callis is a senior writer for MLB Pipeline on MLB.com. So in this article, Callis says things like, the farm system is the strongest it's been since 2010 when Buster Posey, Madison Bumgarner, and Brandon Crawford were on the verge of fueling championships, and Zach Wheeler who was later sent to the Mets, of course, was also on hand. So that's high praise to say that, I mean, it's also telling of how bad the system has been for a long time here. But to say it's the best that it's been since that period of time is exciting for the Giants. And again, it's not fueled by these Rule 5 eligible guys. It's more guys who have been drafted in the last few years, drafted or signed, in the case of Marco Luciano. So I want to talk more about this Callis article in the second half of the show, and also some really interesting DFAs yesterday around the major leagues as teams scrambled to get their 40-man 
roster set and protecting Rule 5 eligible players. The Giants didn't have a lot of of tough decisions to make, but some other teams did, and some recognizable names to Giants fans were DFA'd and are now in limbo. So that's all coming up next, but first... We talk about baseball performance all the time on this show, but what about performance in the bedroom? That's right, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same active FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. They can be taken anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Yes, I actually know someone who has tried this product and they have extremely positive things to report about its effectiveness. The best part about Blue Chew is that it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no more visit to the doctor's office, waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness around this topic. Blue Chew is made in the United States and prepares and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit www.bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, and try it. It's free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, as promised here in the second half of the show, I want to focus more on this article by Jim Callis talking about the Giants' system. And I also want to talk about a couple of big names who were DFA'd yesterday, including one who will be very familiar to Giants fans. So Callis says, in heaping praise on the Giants, that they've taken significant steps to remedy droughts in their system the last two years. They landed two potential superstars in 2018, drafting catcher Joey Bart with the second overall pick and signing Dominican shortstop Marco Luciano for $2.6 million. Worth pointing out that those moves were done by the outgoing old front office, headlined by general manager Bobby Evans. Joey Bart was kind of an obvious pick at number two, but the signing of Marco Luciano can't really be overstated. Anyway, Callis goes on to say both Luciano and Bart played to rave reviews this season and other players from the Giants 2018 class, such as right-hander Sean Jelly and outfielder Jairo Pomares, have helped add much-needed depth to the system. So switching to the new front office, Callis says in the 2019 draft, the Giants managed their bonus pool so well that they grabbed the best college athlete available in outfielder Hunter Bishop with the 10th overall choice and still had money to pay overslot bonuses to six of their next 10 selections. They were also active in the summer trade market, and while they declined to deal Bumgarner or Will Smith, they picked up potential keepers in infielder Mauricio Dubon and right-hander Tristan Beck and outfielder Jalen Davis. So Callis lists the Giants' top five prospects as Joey Bart, Elliot Ramos, Marco Luciano, Hunter Bishop, and Logan Webb in that order. He calls Luciano the hitting prospect of the year for the Giants, says he has huge power potential, and finished the summer as the youngest player in the Class A short season Northwest League at age 17. He says the pitching prospect of the year for the Giants is Seth Corey. Corey had an unbelievable season, allowing just nine earned runs in in his final 14 starts. He was the South Atlantic League Pitcher of the Year 
led the low class A circuit in ERA with one at 1.76, which was second in all of minor league baseball. Fourth in strikeouts with 172 and fifth in strikeouts per nine at 12.6. Just a dominant year for Seth Corey in the low levels of the minors and definitely someone to watch moving forward. MLB pegs him as their ninth best prospect. Callis says that Corey now rates among the game's best lefty pitching prospects. He also says that Joey Bart's power and defense look ready for San Francisco. So that's great news. There's definitely a chance we could see Bart in AAA early in 2020, potentially right out of spring training, and then he would be on the doorstep of the major league. So I keep saying here in the offseason that I expect Bart to certainly debut for the Giants in 2020, whether it's in September or sooner remains to be seen, but it definitely could be sooner, much like we saw Posey kind of break in. Posey was up in September the year before he took over the everyday job, but Posey came up that following year relatively early in the season. I think it was in late May. So anyway, these are exciting times for the Giants system. And that combined with the fact that they have a lot of you know, salaries coming off the books at the major league level, things are starting to look up for the Giants you know, as early as 2020. And then certainly beyond that, uh, I think they've, they've kind of turned the corner a little bit here and things are trending up with this team versus the extremely negative trend they were on for several years after their last winning season in 2016. So anyway, last thing I want to point out is that there were a couple of notable DFAs yesterday in order for teams to hammer out their 40-man rosters and protect players from the Rule 5 draft. Most notably to Giants fans, Matt Duffy of the Tampa Bay Rays, designated for assignment. So the Rays now have a week to trade or release Duffy. So it will be fascinating to see what ends up happening with Matt Duffy. That trade, of course, infamous in Giants history and one that they probably wish they never had made. I know Matt Moore had that heroic kind of start in the postseason that the Giants bullpen blew in that uh, game against the Cubs that eliminated them in 2016. But besides that, Matt Moore was a major disappointment. But on the flip side, you could say Duffy has been a relative disappointment for the Rays. He's just continued to deal with injuries pretty much throughout his entire time there. So if there's any chance that Duffy could be back with the Giants, it would be probably in more of a Donovan Solano type role as opposed to him being a starter somewhere. But there might be mutual interest. Who knows? The Giants front office is not tied to Duffy in any way anymore, except maybe Brian Sabian as an advisor. But, you know, Duffy compares favorably to Donovan Solano assuming health, which you can't do with Duffy, owed more potentially in arbitration. So if you take on that contract that he currently has, uh, I'm not sure they feel comfortable paying that price, in which case we may just see Duffy released. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Look out tomorrow for a Q&A. We'll put that prompt up on Twitter today, and that's what we'll do tomorrow, our weekly installment of the Giants Mailbag. Remember, to get this show every weekday, you need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Really hope you enjoyed today's show. Cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. And until then, we'll see you next time. 